Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I was just saying that I feel like I'm a little bit under the influence, uh, mostly because I just got the second vaccine today. So I'm trying to be pretty high energy right now, but that might fade away, especially as we get into the subject matter today. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing well. How about you? Excellent. I'm doing well as well. I'm not under the influence of Pfizer or Moderna at the moment. Um, you know, next week, different story, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that you are, you are full vaxxed. Hell yeah. In one week, nothing can Woo! stop me. Except for being a responsible adult. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, well, today, as advertised, we have a special guest with us. You know, our number one awards correspondent also uh, is joining us today to talk Supernova. And that's, of course, Mr. Bryce. Bryce, how you wow, doing? Wow, this was advertised? Uh, I didn't know y'all had budget for, like, Times Square. Is that... Is that where this was up? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why Only we have because so it's during listeners. a pandemic. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there. It's uh, a Monday when we're recording. Uh, the weekend was never long enough. Uh, but I'm super pumped that you got your second vaccine. And uh, hopefully we will be joining you shortly. Yeah. Um, you saw this movie a long time ago, didn't you? <laughs> I, like a month I ago? I did. So this was one of two movies that I did sneak into the theaters to see. Uh, luckily, you know, Ooh. shout out to, to the Alamo for having an app where I can see exactly how many people are in the theater. And I waited until the last minute and there was one other person and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I'm glad that I did because I, I did want to <laughs> see this uh, on the big screen. There's so many movies right now that I wish that I could see on the big screen. So uh, this one and our other favorite, Promising Young Woman, uh, were the two that I've, uh, you know, seen in theaters for a year. Nice. I saw The Father in theaters, and it was the same situation where it was me and one other person. <laughs> Another sad movie about dementia. So uh, <laughs> that was a nice experience. This one I watched at home from the comfort of my living room. But... Uh, yeah, I just remember, Bryce, you saw it, like, at least a month ago, and, or maybe this is, has this been out for a while? I know we had this earlier on the schedule and then kind of, like, bumped it back, but we were still excited about it, and we, we figured it was worth talking about, but, yeah, um, do we, what's, we haven't, we haven't recorded in a little bit, we took last week off, so, is there anything new going on with you, Meg? Any any news you want to share? Anything Bryce that you want to share? Uh, okay, I'll let me let me sell it. Like I have things going on in my life. So, oh my gosh, yes! Like I had a great weekend last weekend. I went to visit my parents. It was my dad and my sister's birthday. Yeah, uh, you know we were in Savannah, and the weather's been nice. We were able to go out on the boat a little bit. Um, you know, go on some bike rides, take the dog for a walk. It's just really nice, restorative, like basically a vacation. So yeah, there's a lot going on in my life. Thanks for asking. Fantastic. <laughs> what about you, Bryce? Anything new with oh, you? Oh, very exciting things. I mean, I pretty much stayed home the entire weekend. Uh, I did dog sit uh, for my sister. So it was nice to have like another living thing inside the house. Um, so that was fun. I, I've been also trying to, uh, like you both, catch up on the Oscar list uh, to kind of check all the boxes, uh, which I watched two movies this weekend and neither of them are 
in the Oscar content, uh, contingent this year. But I, I um, got to one of your uh, your Sundance picks, The World to Come. Um, so that was uh, a good end to the weekend. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, how is your guys' Oscar push doing? How close are you to the finish line? I believe last time we checked in, I had 10 left, and I still have 10 <laughs> left. I have done oh. no progress. Thanks for asking. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> uh, next I've been week, trying promise. to knock out. I guarantee an update by next week. <laughs> oh, good. Fabulous. Everyone will want to know. All of my remaining ones just happen to be you, like the animated shorts because I did see Burrow on Disney Plus. And then it's always all like the, the foreign features uh, that I have not you know had access to see. Uh, there's a couple this time around, like another round. I have no excuse. It's on Hulu. But I just need to be like in the moment to like mm-hmm. really because I always have subtitles on, but I'm able to hear and read, yeah. so I don't yeah. have to pay so much attention. Yeah. Not that I'm not like actually watching these movies, but um, I do feel like I need to like <laughs> give it attention. So probably this week. Yeah, that's what always happens for me. It's the foreign language ones linger at, until the very end because it's like. I knocked out two of the animated ones uh, the other day just during work because it's like, do I really need to pay that much attention? Um, a to buddy and I watched Sheep Farmageddon. <laughs> yeah, a buddy and I watched News of the World on Friday, and I actually liked it more than I thought I would. So that was like big news for me because I was like shitting on that movie for so long. Huge News of the World. Nor's like nor liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I go around and tell everyone. Um, and then I finally watched Nomadland last night with a friend. Wait, I didn't coordinated know this. It, so she, she, yeah, she came over last night and my cousin's been staying with us cause he just moved to air to Austin and Micah, it was like the four of us all just sat on the couch and watched Nomadland. So we had our own, our own private theater at home. Um, but I really liked it. So I feel like I'm making progress, but I was also a lot more behind than you guys were. So I'm trying to knock out at least one, a couple a week. I feel like that's the best I can do. I mean, we're a month away. Yeah. Well, I want to know what your thoughts, initial thoughts were. Or are y'all doing an episode? Um, you've only released till this one. On Nomadland? Yeah. Uh, well, full disclosure, we haven't planned out our April schedule. So tough to say. Tough to say. <laughs> um, but I, I loved it. It, it was like. I just like I kind of adore that community and I'm really happy that it exists and it's just like it was all just like so nice like every I was kind of waiting for someone to screw her over and literally no one did and it was just like she was just a woman who was trying to live out her life and it was just so beautiful and we were watching it and I was like Michael let's go on a road trip like let's travel somewhere um I mean I can never live that life maybe for like you, a couple, maybe for like a couple months, if we had a really nice sprinter van. Yeah, you would have a TikTok van. Besides Those that, vans obviously. that they always show on TikTok that like look exactly <laughs> like super nice hotel, little, you know, hotel rooms. Uh, I, I could see you doing that for, for not forever, but for a long time. Yeah, Micah. Haul your recording equipment around or how would... How do we do that? Yeah, I would just bring my equipment. We actually kind of like for a hot second discussed the idea of uh, going on a trip like this because um, he has a teardrop trailer that he built. And then it was basically like we could 
drive around and I have a friend in the beginning of the pandemic who did it and it was like she would stay at places and get internet from places and work but then also just like keep moving around so she got to see a lot of the southwest um so I thought that'd be fun Nora, but where are you gonna keep are. your clothes hasn't happened that's the number one <laughs> thing I people are like, asking I mean this sounds great for you but I, I don't know if alone. I can do it I have too many things and that's a flaw of mine. But well, it wouldn't I do be like forever. My little things. It would know, be like, like would I, for a month or am so. Am I supposed to go six months without my Edward Cullen Barbie? I don't understand what you're saying here. Well, you can bring Edward with you. He's small. Yeah, and your Hogwarts Lego <laughs> Edward is small, castle. but like, what about all my little Edward Cullen equivalents? <laughs> like, if I bring Edward, then he's going to think that then someone else is going to feel left out. I'm looking well, around my room for other tchotchkes and I don't see any. Then I guess you've heard it here first. If anyone's going to be a nomad, it's me. Shocking. So. Shocking. That is shocking. I did love, I mean, I think about it all the time, the picture of you packing in the teardrop trailer with your Louis Vuitton. Like, <laughs> come on. Truly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gotta, gotta bring the goods. Um... <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is that we were talking about going camping and it like one of the campsites only had like allowed for so many cars. So Micah was like, well, we just don't have to bring the teardrop. And I was like, I'm not camping without a teardrop trailer anymore. Like <laughs> he has air conditioning in that shit. I'm not and like blackout blackout curtains. I'm not camping in like a tent. Ew. It's glamping yeah. from here on out. <laughs> no. Yeah. I like one time went like in my adulthood, like I was like a Girl Scout for a while and I don't really remember those days. There's definitely a time in my life where me and my sister were like, let's sleep outside, you know? But in mm-hmm. my adult life, I've like one time slept in a tent. Um, and I was like, no, it's, <laughs> I can't do this again. Uh, if I wake up and I have to, you know, pee at 3 a.m., I don't want to step out into blackness like yeah it was well, really scary that's when you pee like right there see i've i've just become yeah. so outdoorsy i just want to i want everyone to know i'm even wearing my rec trek pants from outdoor voices right now so <laughs> bryce is very just laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is funny because like when i think about like oh a noriega vacation i think about like you know, the south of France. And recently you've been like all about national parks. And like, I love this for you, but it is COVID. I understand. I can't fly to France. It's just funny when you're like, we're going to Glacier. Let me put my trunk together. (laughs) I I do like camping. I just don't know if I I could, you know, do it forever. And I can't, I don't want to camp beyond my car, meaning if I can't inflate my inflatable mattress at my car and drag to my tent, I have no interest these days. Like, growing up, I went camping all the time with my dad, and every time we went camping, it would rain, and our tent would flood, and my dad would give me his dry pillow, and I'd have my, like, soaking wet one. So, like, I mean, it was still a lot of fun, and we go, I've gone camping all through college, but, like, I've had an inflatable mattress. So, it's not really technically camping, I (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the first time I ever went camping, it was right I, after I graduated from college and my sister's friends did like a yearly camping trip and Megan always said no. And so this year she finally relented and she asked the other one to come along. I'm not a part yeah. of this. <laughs> my sister, Megan. And I remember we got out of the car and it's like from a movie. I took like two steps and I tripped in mud and I was already I was already like, fuck this get me out of here take me home and then um 
I remember we like went tubing. It was in July, but like the water was so high that as you're like tubing down, you don't fit under the bridge. So you had to like get your tube out and like climb around the bridge. And I was like, what the fuck is this like extreme tubing? Like, how is this fun for anyone? And then it was like we were getting ready for bed and one of her friends had an air mattress. And I was like, oh my God, check out this girl over here with an air mattress. (laughs) And I didn't realize that's like the norm like even campers use air mattresses and so my ass was just like had a sleeping bag on the fucking ground and I finally I think I got up at like three in the morning and I like found my sister's keys and just slept in her car I was just like fuck this (laughs) and then I was woken at 6 a.m or 7 a.m whenever the sun came up to my friend Joe knocking on the window saying the sun is up the sun is up that means we can go home so we were back in Raleigh by like 9 a.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, so. see now. I will spend the whole day outside, but when I'm done, I want to shower and sleep in a bed. That's Fair. just Amen. how I feel. I don't Amen. think that is unreasonable. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, it's because you're indoorsy. Correct. But I'm okay with being outdoorsy for upwards of 14 hours. Why but do you then think I don't ever do any like, uh, like middle of fucking nowhere music festivals? Because, like, exactly. after the festival is over, I want to be able to shower and sleep in a bed. I could never fuck with There's a bottle. There's a method to You madness. guys, you guys. No, no. Now, I mean, camping over 30 just means a lot of alcohol is going to be involved. <laughs> like, that's how I'm sleeping on the ground. Well, speak for yourself, babes. I'm 27. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But anyway, those are my thoughts on Nomadland. <laughs> the future best picture And winner. maybe there will be an episode to come with more thoughts. Who's to say? Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah. But, but anyway, to change gears, we all watched Supernova, which came out last year. It was at the San Sebastian Film Festival, if I remember correctly. Mm. And it's the, um, it's the very, very sad story of a couple... And the struggles that they face when one of them is ill with early onset dementia. So that was a bummer in and of itself. But at the very least, we get to look at two very, very handsome men as they go through this phase in their life. Stanley Tucci, who we love, and Colin Firth. So that said, what did you guys think of the movie? Meg, do you want to go first? So I wanted to start off... I was going to start off and ask Bryce what he thought, because I feel like we've talked about this a lot before. And, you know, obviously looking back at the casting decisions of Call Me By Your Name, we have some questions, um, mainly Army Hammer related. But also I feel like that was a big um, kind of, at least in my very small view of the world, where people were really talking about casting straight actors as queer characters. And obviously Colin Farrell and Stanley Tucci are both straight men. Colin women. Colin oh my god Firth. could I you imagine it Colin, Colin Farrell I'm not still watch I mean yes I can't imagine that I, I won't <laughs> I will stop imagining that now <laughs> um no I'm but anyway um so I wanted to see like because I remember when they announced this I was like I feel like we've kind of moved past this but also I really enjoy both of these actors and think they did a really good job so I wanted to see what we thought about that yeah, so uh, naturally I have a lot of thoughts uh, because, you know, again, we are still in this conversation of 
movies that are telling you know gay stories hiring straight actors to portray them you know the the other side is like well it's acting they need to act but then again it's about the experience and bringing that to the performance as an actor so you have one side of things where because I, I i did really enjoy both performances in this movie um i didn't feel that one was overacted because when on the 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 negative side of it is when we look at prom, right? That casting of James Corden was a caricature of a flamboyant gay. And he, as a, a straight cis man, is playing this very flamboyant... Um, it, it, it's, it's not acting. It was it, It's kind of like an SNL sketch where, where you're more of a caricature of a, you know, kind of character, which is this flamboyant gay man. So that, to me, was a lot more... Um, it shouldn't have been casted. They could have gotten rid of that character altogether, in my opinion. Um, but then you also look at the other side of things, like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, Hilary Swank, who won an Oscar for Boys Don't Cry. I mean, you have all these Heath and Jake who portrayed it in, in uh, Brokeback Mountain. I mean, you know, Kate and Carol. And you have uh, Sean Penn winning another Oscar for Milk. I mean, so you do have these great performances. And as long as it doesn't take away from it, uh, you know, still not okay but it's um kind of a, a pass in in my um my way of thinking i mean um it's more so did they seek out uh gay actors because again when you know tom hanks and these were were winning awards back in the day a lot of actors were not out because of the way it could have you know negatively affected your your career you wouldn't have been cast as anything else but now when we're having shows that are really pushing the boundaries not just of gay men but of lesbians and transsexuals and asexuals and, and you're having uh, non-binary and you're having all these stories to be told I do feel that you need to seek those actors, those trans actors to play trans roles, um, you know, give them the opportunity because only the, only they have the, the exact experience that the actor, this character that you're needing them to play has. And so that I feel that they connect more and we need to give these other actors these opportunities. Um, so, you know, I, I did go into it of like, you know, hey, I hope this is not, you know, overacted and there wasn't some kind of character, but I really enjoyed the film also because it wasn't, a tragedy story about them coming out and being unaccepted or AIDS or anything of that. It was just a story and the couple yeah. happened to be gay. That's how I felt about it is that like it could really be any any type of couple because dementia is something that impacts everyone. I was really happy that it wasn't these two straight men playing gay characters and one of them was like dying of AIDS or something that's kind of it's been done before and not that it's not important but that would have felt a little bit more cheap this just like it like I really felt like it could have just been like anyone the characters were just like they felt fairly formed to me and yeah it could have been a man and a woman it could have been two women um at the end of the day it was just like about the tragedy that they were experiencing in their relationship and basically just like coming to terms with mortality. Yeah. I, I, so I would agree with you there. I appreciate that in the creator of Harry, Harry, Harry McQueen, who wrote and directed this. I mean, he studied dementia and, and, you know, the communities and the people that it affected before even, you know, coming up with these, these characters that happen to be gay. He just wanted to tell the story of uh, dementia and how it affects uh, people so mm -hmm. taking that and starting from it is not starting from trauma or starting from other expectations it was just a story that he wanted to write mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I read about this film was that 
initially Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci were cast as the opposite characters. And it was like when they were like reading and prepping, they were both, I think it was like Colin Firth, maybe I forget which one. One of them was like, I don't know, like I kind of feel like we should flip it around. And they met with Harry McQueen about it. And he had them read, I think it was like 10 scenes or so just to make sure it like it felt right. And then, yeah, this was kind of the final product. And in my mind, I think it would be very different to for it to be the other way, especially because I always think of Stanley Tucci as having like more of a comedic flair than Colin Firth does. So I feel like he would have been playing it a little bit more like trying to cheer up his partner all along. Whereas I feel like throughout this, like the whole like crux of the movie is that Stanley Tucci's character knows he's going to die and Colin Firth's character is having to come to terms with that. So Yeah, and I, I agree with you on that. I think it is interesting that they would have been flipped because I'm kind of on the same page where like I can't imagine like Colin Firth joking around to um, to convince Stanley Tucci that he's, you know, that it's going to be okay. And I feel like it really works the other way around. I, I mean, speaking of the dementia part, which I think is always weird when stuff like this happens, but I feel like, you know, it's weird to be like, oh, that's like a hot topic this year. But I feel like, you know, like the father, Dick Johnson is dead. Like, I feel like I watched a lot of movies this year that really had me thinking about like, old age mortality <laughs> specifically. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of like, um, I mean, obviously, neither Colin Firth or Stanley Tucci are that old, but it is, you know, um, associated with uh, the same kind of stuff in The Father and Dick Johnson's Dead. So uh, I feel like there's always like some sort of parallel thing where a bunch of movies with the same type of, you know, ideas. Oh, God. Friends with benefits and no strings attached. I will never live that summer down. Yeah, it's (laughs) exactly exactly like that. The, the dementia thing, just because I'm fairly fresh off of watching The Father, uh, it also, but this one, because it's like early onset, it reminded me a lot of Still Alice mm. from mm-hmm. 2014, I believe, which like, I remember wa- I watched that movie on a plane and like the stewardess, the stewardess could not like bring me enough tissues. I was just like, it ruined me. It was so sad for me. Um, this movie I didn't really shed I didn't cry I got emotional but I didn't cry and I liked the way that it was just kind of like a very steady movie it didn't I don't think that it was like too overly dramatic I think that they kind of relied on the fact that like the subject matter is sad enough that we don't need to add any like additional chaos and hurt to it But at the end of the day, I was just like, this is so sweet. And like, I wish I could just see them together forever and like cuddling in bed and bickering and loving each other. Like they were just they were so cute together. I love. Yeah, I think I enjoyed the film just because it was our sweet spot of like that 93 minutes. Right. But they but uh, Harry McQueen is able to tell the story. Right in, in in that amount of time, with also a beautiful score and uh, the scenery, like in the Lakes Districts of 
uh, England, you know, was gorgeous, oh and you know, he was able to kind of tell this this quick story again, where sex, sexual orientation wasn't literally informing the plot, but it was more so um, about this couple struggling with, uh, you know, um, dementia that's affecting them as a couple, and ultimately uh, his decision to right not progress uh, any further. Spoiler alert! But like, uh, it's more more so about that and. Being told in 93 minutes is just icing on the cake. <laughs> I know. That was when I was looking at it this morning. I was like, okay, I need to watch it before I get my workout in. And then I was like, how long is it? And then I saw it at like 93 and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I can knock this fucker out. Um, and I thought the pacing was good and, you know, it didn't, it didn't feel overly short. I thought that it felt like it had enough content in it not any not anything like unnecessary it didn't feel like it was like racing towards the end i i i liked that and oh my god the scenery was just so beautiful makes me want to try i think a lot of people did feel that it was a slow burn and i totally understand that but like these are like my type of movies like this is my shit where it's just like I mean, not that, like, everything has to be a slow burn and all this kind of stuff, but it told a story that I connected with immediately, so, like, I was in it to see where it was going to take me, and I think a lot of other people were like, you know, it's very slow, and they're just, like, going around in this camper, and you're not really paying attention to the performances and the music and, you know, the cuts and the direction. I love the music. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Keaton Henson, shout out to him for the score. It's only, like, his second Mm. feature film. Yeah, so I said keep my eye out. I was kind of surprised that I thought that it was a good movie, and it, I think it was also reviewed really well. I was surprised that it didn't slip in any nominations for Oscars. Well, <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's it's just less seen. You know, I feel well, like it's just it's, if it's not it's one also of the, the Academy, something that people are talking about. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess the, the father like, already got in. Like, there's a ton of things that got really great reviews. <laughs> True. Yeah, I guess that's true. But guys, true. you know what? If he had dementia and AIDS, maybe he would have got the nomination, you know? Because again, I'm mean, looking maybe. at the ones that yeah, have won. But they need to like suffer way more than this. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Yeah. Uh, what other thoughts? Any other thoughts that you guys have? Meg, do you like it? Uh, yeah, you so rate it? I-, I did like it. I liked it a lot. And I think, you know, Bryce talking about it being a slow burn, like, but... I mean, since it is, you know, only 90 minutes and I, I, I don't want to say that only only 90 minute movies are good movies, but like it doesn't feel like it's dragging to me. Like, I feel like it's while it is kind of like sitting in these moments, like the purpose of the movie is kind of trying to be like when something like this is happening to you, you really want to like savor the little things. So, even yeah, hold though, on. Yeah. So even though like I, I can see how some people would be like, oh, you know, I don't know if I need to sit through this whole car conversation if it's not really driving anything to the story. But, like, I think that's very true to what the director was trying to do and portray, you know, with them trying to, like, make the most of everything. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, like, it just helps give a glimpse into their relationship. And I think they had, they had said they had been together for, like, 20 or 30 years. So, like, long-time partners with so much history. I mean when um i'm forgetting their their names but when stanley tucci's character 
wants to like make the toast and then uh he gets emotional and then has his his character is tusker mm-hmm. and then he has sam mm-hmm. give the toast i like i was getting so oh, sad yeah. because it was just like it was so heartfelt and like i mean i one of the things that i really liked about the father is just the creativity of how they showed dementia and how it affects everyone around them here they don't really do that at least not to the same degree but like it, it still shows just like how heartbreaking it is for everyone involved and you know how it's not an easy decision for tusker to make or even like he's talking with one of the friends and she's like you're the, still the same guy that he fell in love with and he was like no i'm not i just look like him like that's just like that's so heartbreaking oh my gosh now i'm gonna get emotional just thinking about it (laughs) i'm like starting to tear up you can't see under my blue light glasses but i should i should be wearing those yeah i mean i thought it was it was good too i mean you know getting back to the 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 pace of it i mean dementia can be a slow fade not always there's always that, that kind of corner where you know it can drop off but it uh you know again is a a slow fade here and this movie was just kind of really um you know heavy on the emotions and the humanity of these two characters um and going back to to nor what you were saying earlier you know when when harry was writing this film uh tucci actually got the script before them and reached out to colin because they already knew each other for so long and they had a connection because you couldn't have these two people in this tight space uh you know again acting but knowing that they have a history and they really are best friends and really care for each other allows me to think that they could have really put them into um you know each other as partners to really care and emote that you know really uh tough feeling that also comes with assisted suicide which this kind of hops over um you know at the end here where he is deciding he doesn't want to let dementia take over his life. He wants to end it now when they can both have these positive shared memories together. And he doesn't want to put, uh, you know, Sam through uh, seeing him kind of, you know, meet his uh, demise through this disease. He wants to be in charge of that. And I respect that because uh, I'm in favor of, you know, um, assisted uh, suicide. You know, it's, it's a very int- interesting and um, harsh kind of political topic and we're not getting you know political in here um but but um you know it is a interesting topic that you know not all states here have a you know it's legal anyways so yeah i thought it was interesting just how just how perfectly thought out it was on tusker's behalf where he was like you know i part of the reason why i was pushing you to do that concert is it like gives you an alibi and you know, you can tell that it's like something that he really wants, but he doesn't want it to like completely fuck up his longtime partner's life. I mean, obviously more than like the but emotional could, aspect. Could you of it, play you know? a concert knowing what your partner was doing like that? No. I, I wouldn't know how to no, play the piano. But I also have terrible stage fright. Uh, and oh, is that sentence. why you're a stage manager of every production? <laughs> Whip them whoops, yes. into shape. Awful on stage. And I also can't I'm take ass- direction for shit. <laughs> I'm assuming that because in the very beginning. Uh, Tusker says to Sam, like, I love this song, but you never play that for me. I'm assuming that's the same song that comes around in the very end that he's playing. Is that correct? Is that, that was I didn't my like, understanding. that was my understanding. I just didn't like clock it as like, yes, I remember that song from earlier. Yeah. But, yeah. And I mean, nice I think, you know, talking about like 
the dementia part of this i i know it's boring and probably and sometimes uh takes away from things to be like oh and i think this is like important but i always think whenever there's something like this where you know they're telling a queer story and it's something that so many people can relate to separate from you know their relationship and their love like i just think like you know if you know someone's grandma who might not be very tolerant were to see this and have you know a real understanding of living in a situation like this I mean uh I have I have a pretty tolerant grandma but I know when my grandpa was passing and like you know this dementia was obviously a huge part of her life and very difficult and you're like anything that like really shows like you know humanity and compassion and stuff like that I don't think is it's a a, a bad thing so I don't know. I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. I would be curious to know who all was in the running for characters. Um, But I think that both Colin and Stanley performed their roles with a lot of grace and... Yeah, I mean, and to go, I mean, to go back to the casting again. I mean, when you have this is his second, uh, you know, feature film. The director, I'm talking about Harry, um, and then I mean, you know, thank God for Bleecker Street that you know brings it and kind of can get it to the U.S. But like, also as a second film for a not really known filmmaker, I mean, adding in uh, these two actors can really make. I mean, that's what probably what made me. I mean, obviously as a gay man, I'd probably go see this. We throw whoever in there. But, like, to put these two, you know, insanely gifted actors in the lead role really kind of brings the audience in to see the story that they may not have seen if it was two, you know, no names. So I I do get that side of the Hollywood, and you're like, hey, we'll get the bigger budget if we throw Brad Pitt on here. Um, But I still would like to see Hollywood uh, reaching out to the gay characters first. So, uh, yeah, if you you find that list, give it to me. Who are some of your... I would say, Bryce, who are some of your favorite gay actors? That Who would you want in this role? If you were to pick... No pressure. Uh, queer. <laughs> what? Well, I, I'll, I'll jump in. I'm going to jump in uh, and, and give you some time to think, Bryce. Because I was thinking about... Um, oh, God. And now I just forgot what it's called. I want to say the band's visit, but that's obviously not right. What's... Um, the the Netflix movie, the boys in the band. There it is. Oh my god, I cannot oh. put that together. Mm-hmm. The boys in the band because that was very famously, um, a you know, <laughs> production with all gay men playing the lead gay characters, which is you know interesting that that is like such a huge moment for Netflix to be like, and we cast all gay men as gay men. I'm like, brava. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I also think, I mean. I think it's hard because especially it seems especially with I think gay men specifically it's very rare for like a gay man to play like a bunch of straight characters um, once they kind of have once they're you know publicly out I feel like it's like they get kind of put into a bunch of you know gay roles and so that's to me part of why it's problematic to have you know a bunch of straight men taking gay roles because the flip side of that is we're not casting gay men as straight men ever and that's coming mm-hmm. from me who watches Fleabag season two regularly <laughs> and realizes that that's not <laughs> across the board a hundred percent the case but um in general so you know I mean obviously nothing against Jim Parsons but if Jim Parsons in this I'd be a lot less interested <laughs> 
uh, just yeah. because I don't like Jim Parsons that much. No offense. <laughs> Just because you got tired of hearing about the Big Bang Theory for like it's a bazinga. It comes back to bazinga. It definitely does. Um, (laughs) So I mean, to stay on the the flea bag, I mean, we could throw Andrew Scott in here in a heartbeat. Uh, I would absolutely. He's too young. I think I would absolutely. Which which guy would you want him to be? But I'm fine with it. Andrew Scott would be a good touch. Yeah, I mean, I was also like trying to think. I was like, oh god, I should have a roller decks of like gay actors in my head. But I mean, like the first ones that can <laughs> come to mind are like ones that I, like I, you know, I would also want to be in a movie with and kiss like Matt Bomer uh, or Lee Pace and Luke Evans. Right. Like uh, we, I know we. But even you talked about this, oh, Lee Pace. Even you talked about Whoa. this earlier, though. Bryce. Can you imagine the height. Difference? I think it's rarer. <laughs> the height oh, difference of god. Lee Pace I, and Adam or Adam Scott? No, yeah, Adam Andrew Scott. Scott. Yeah. Andrew, Scott. Andrew Scott. Oh yeah, and not Adam Scott. I was like that name Parks. But like, could you imagine them snuggling in the bed and they're just like, yes, yes, I can. Leggies would be in such different areas. <laughs> but I think I think it is rarely that Pace, men if he was in spooning the... him, he would like swallow him up. He could like wrap his whole body around him. Lee okay, Pace sorry. is Go six ahead, five. Man. No, it's fine. Um, I I think that. It's rarer that men in the Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci era have either, you know, came out or if they did when they were younger are still this famous because it wasn't as accepted, I guess. So I think when you look at like our famous gay movie stars now, they're in they're generally younger because it's become more, you know, accepted. Yeah. Yeah, Ian McGregor. Yeah, because back then it was like. Yeah. You're even less oh, yeah. marketable, right? In the terms Ian, of you know Hollywood, but Ian McGregor's almost too old. Like you look at Ian McGregor, and they're like he's losing it. You're like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> oh my god! At first you said you and McGregor, sorry. and I was like, what? Um, <laughs> but I'd watch that too. Sorry. Do we? So does do we have any any good castings? Any good casting replacements that we would throw in here? I just kind of have Lee Pace right now. Well. Let's, let's do Lee Pace and Matt. Or no, they're, they're too too similar. Um, I think I. The boyfriend twins. Oh, we would have said boyfriend twins. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about well, it. I don't have anyone that's jumping to mind. I'll I'll tweet on the download with my yeah. Dreamcast. Leslie Jordan. And yeah, I mean, Nora's tired it. of hearing about Luke Evans from me. So I mean, oh, although God. I do think he is, he he could play older. He could play up. I would not watch this if he was not. All those just Jared beach photos. I don't understand why you're like this. (laughs) I would not watch it if he was in it. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone who's just like a little bit older looking, maybe wear some glasses, more like classically handsome. Is B.D. Wong gay? I think he is. He could be good. I haven't seen him do drama in a while. Yeah, I believe this. Beanie Wong can do all things. Uh, That's but I do I not know his I do not know his sexual orientation. <laughs> um let's see. I'm glad none of us said no oh, Patrick. He's Harris. openly gay. Oh, thank God. I was like, if he's not gay, we have to cut this out. I cannot look this dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, he's openly gay. Oh, and one of his sons is openly gay as well. Having come out at the age of 15. Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, older. I, can't, uh, I don't know. Is Lance Bass into acting? <laughs> Please, no. Yeah, on the line. Hello. I'm sure he'd love to be. 
Um, I'm trying. I'm pulling up a list, trying to trying to find a, a good oh, listing. <laughs> this is this yeah. is what we would do if we were if we were casting agents. Right. Be like, can we get BD Wong on the phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. um anyway, yeah. We, we might have to, to circle back around to this, but I was just I wasn't I sure think, if well, I mean, either I think, of you were watching thought of anyone. I think you know Bryce Bryce's call out is important that you can tell that there's like a connection and like a long term affection between these two actors and I mean it just really worked really well and devastating. I thought honestly. of or I just got to a fun person Rupert Everett could he be oh, one of the guys? I have been wanting a Rupert Everett renaissance. I don't know if this is the move but I'm here for it. <laughs> that could be fun just saying um yeah uh well i'm i'll just put my phone down now and i'll just continue <laughs> i like how your google history is now gonna be like come. hot gay actors old i'm like oh my god we have <laughs> we have the same browser history comma gay <laughs> <laughs> as if that's anything new <laughs> two gay actors who have been married for a long time <laughs> <laughs> oh well no, I uh, I liked this and I thought it was sweet and um, I'm happy I watched it. Yeah. And again, ninety three minutes long or whatever it was. Beautiful. Quick and easy, but also a little a little sad. Yeah. Well, cool. Any other anyway. thoughts, or should we move on to any recommendations? I think we can yeah, move on. Yeah, I got a recommendation, and it's on the gay train. Ooh start okay good because mine isn't so please continue um i meant everyone is still talking about it on a monday so i just thought i'd recommend a little nos x's uh crazy video um montero call me by your name oh yeah which is you know related it was literally named after the film because that was one of the first gay movies that he watched and he's taking it back from army hammer and we're all grateful yeah Yeah, rewrite that narrative watch him give satan a lap dance Oh my god, I've only seen a clip of it, I am ashamed to, to say, but what I saw, I was just like mesmerized by, so. Visuals. Uh, oh, it makes me really happy thing. to see. It makes me so happy to see, and I retweeted the, a tweet today that I sent you guys uh, that says, love seeing Christians be like, I can't believe LGBTQ teens are worshipping Satan instead of our nice God who hates them. And that's kind of my thoughts that I would love to tell every person who is making such a fucking big deal about this as like a as if this is gonna like turn people into like devil worshippers. Yeah. It's like the satanic panic again, except for it's <laughs> Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X grinding on the yeah. devil. How hell yeah! <laughs> I'm here it's for so it. Good. <laughs> Meg, do you have a recommendation? Uh, so, not really. But I was really following um, the uh, the ever given ship that was trapped in the Suez Canal this weekend. So I mm-hmm. just am happy to report that uh, you know uh, our world economy and capitalism is a lie that can be felt that can be you know brought to complete stop by one swift breeze um the ship is now out of the canal but it was just a really exciting weekend for me on that regard i was really enjoying that <laughs> speaking of colin firth i loved the tweet and it was like uh, it was like live footage and it was amanda seyfried and mama mia too so good with the binoculars and it's just like colin firth with his arms around Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, mm-hmm. 
I, I remember like almost screaming when I saw that scene. I mean, iconic like, <laughs> dancing, dancing queen. Thank you. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, my recommendation is that we saw the movie Nobody the other day mm, and it's the Bob it Odenkirk. Still. You are, you're seeing it. I'm going to say it. Nice. Uh, it's yeah. the Bob Odenkirk, John Wick movie. And when I say it's the John Wick movie, it's the same writer. It's the mm-hmm. creator of the John Wick franchise. Also wrote John Wick, obviously. He wrote this and produced this. So it's very, very, very similar. But it's, I would say, a little bit more funny. Um, whereas John Wick doesn't really have any humor. This one does because of Bob Odenkirk. And also um, Bob Odenkirk, hot. Yeah, you're really into Bob Odenkirk these days. I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he's. I am happy. I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, I was just kind of geeking out. What movie? Nobody. Oh. (laughs) The literally the movie that you're like you're. (laughs) Oh, I I thought you were looking up something. I'm like, I was like, what? Uh, yeah, no, it's really fun, and I really want the kitty cat bracelet that Alamo Drafthouse is giving out. So I'm like crossing my fingers that I get one. Like this keychain that says "I saw, I saw but, cats." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alamo has some oh. really quality cats. It's literally right next to a picture of <laughs> Megan. I love it. <gasps> Cute. <laughs> the brand. Well, nice. Strong. Uh, anything else? Can I go to sleep yeah, now? Yeah, you can go to sleep now. Enjoy your second dose. Go to sleep. I appreciate sleep you all having me. Sleep off your Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Bryce, for, for joining us today. And yes. where can everyone find you? Thank or do you, you want Meg to do another plug at plug, Oh, yeah, she can uh, plug that. I'm, I'm still single. I can, yeah. I can just... I can just put the same put the same tag on the you end could there. but you know the, the so bad thing is is if, like if anyone you, wants you had the tag and yeah i'm still single and we're recording a, a new episode so <laughs> i don't understand how that could have happened I don't, well i turned um, my phone off it makes you That's feel better why. i'm also still single so uh it's it's not a you thing i think it's an us thing does that help <laughs> Fair enough. Yikes. Well, everyone can find me at my first and last name, uh, Bryce Pascal, which is just in the little blurb of this episode. So uh, they can find me uh, on any platform with my first and last name. I'm not hiding. Yes, our certified uh, official awards correspondent. Is that what your number one awards correspondent? Whichever one, whichever you prefer. You can pick your I'll own. Get, I'll get a plaque made. Freak seven days a week. <laughs> please do all right well thank you everyone bye guys i don't know bye. why i said that uh bye <laughs> bye <laughs> to follow us on social media follow us at on the underscore download on twitter and at on the download podcast on instagram you can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com <laughs>